0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for
1: McDonald's in five seconds. Why don't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da pa pa. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the US that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com/yes. 2020 Nielsen report limitations apply.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back for a brand new episode of The Witching Hour. I am Perry Nemroff and I'm looking at Haley Fouch. Haley, I see you.
1: Ah, I see you. it's nice to see you. You look so pretty today. Oh, that's so nice. You know that's not true. You saw me on another meeting earlier <laughs> without the face. Stop doing that.
0: And also, wait, look, we, we dressed the part. Today is blue shirt yes. day for Oh Witching Hour,
1: right? Well, I did dress the part actually for the topic
0: i don't know if you saw i see i've seen those earrings before and you know how much i love your ghost face
1: earrings
0: (laughs) and on that call earlier did you see what was behind me in that other room i was in
1: i I had a feeling you know
0: who had signed that poster too that was signed by the man himself wes craven yay i love that poster so so much all right guys so the plan for today's witching hour oh you're gonna get a dewey cameo soon Yes. The plan today is uh Haley and I work together on a really cool piece over on collider.com the best slasher movies of the 21st century so far. So we're going to talk you through this and talk about these movies and how we feel about them and all that good stuff. So you want to just jump into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, do you have like any
0: Overall Did you have feelings? any revelations
1: I... when you were writing the list?
0: I did tell you a little bit about that. So, in writing the list, there there were a lot of things, but one of the coolest things is the fact that I know that a lot of people roll their eyes when it comes to a movie not having a purely original concept, instead of, you know, going the the remake, the reboot, the reimagining route, you know, things like that, but I was just really thrilled by how many movies are on this list that are kind of standing on the shoulders of the movies that came before them, and... They're embracing that. They have the, those pillars, why we fell in love with this subgenre earlier on, but they're also, in a way, doing their own things. And, I mean, isn't that what film is in general? I mean, is anything purely 100% original? No, you've all, you're have you always, like, taking what you learn from the icons that came before, and I think that was really strong in this list.
1: Yeah, I like that perspective a lot. You know, I, I always have that theater kid background of, like, anything can be made again and made the best it's ever been made. Um, so I I love seeing ideas retooled and, and tweaked in, in the way that slashers were a lot in this time period. And I thought it was interesting looking at the final list because you don't think of, like, this time period as being a benchmark for slashers. Mm-hmm. Like, that tends to belong to the 80s or, like, the teen slashers of the 90s the if you're of a particular age. generation. Yeah. But... Sort of through the, you see in this list, like, you know, the popularity rise of home invasion films were really strong during this time, and the new French extremity movement brought a lot to the table. And we, of course, the post scream meta slashers were still functioning yes. fully. So it's just, it's an interesting time that, like, Before sitting down to really look at the options, I maybe wouldn't have thought, like, what a wonderful time for Slashers. But it really has been. It really
0: has been. And it was, you know, it it was tough narrowing down the list, too. It was interesting going through the process of figuring out where to draw the line as far as, you know, what's just enjoyable and what deserves to be on this list. And I I teetered back and forth on a couple of titles. And there were a few titles that I... When I sent you my initial draft of a list to use, I, I was surprised mm-hmm. that a few titles wound up not making the cut because I did rewatch a lot mm-hmm. of these, and yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get into oh, that later. There, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, there was something specific that I had told you about that you know, it bummed me out a little bit, and then there was, some... yeah, maybe we'll
1: mm-hmm. go
0: crazy. What were you going to say?
1: I would say maybe let's have a like what didn't make the list conversation oh, after we okay. go through it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um... Do you care if I don't start at the top of the list?
1: Okay. Do whatever you want. Do so you, just oh. to
0: go off what we were just saying, there were other movies that I'm like, I don't know if they should be on the list. And then I rewatched them, and I'm like, yes, they should. And one of those movies for me was actually last year's Ma. I really, ah. I really really enjoyed Ma when it came out last year. But, you know, I was kind of thinking that it was just... Uh, I don't want to call it guilty pleasure because I think there's some moments of uh, of solid filmmaking throughout that make it more than that. But, you know, I, I didn't really think it was anything special. But rewatching that movie, yes, it does all come down to Octavia Spencer's performance more so than anything. That movie would never be as good without her. But I think if you even just want to isolate it to her being that character, this is a movie that I'm never going to forget. And I cannot believe how much I enjoy re-watching that now.
1: I have not rewatched it. I'll give that I a shot. Highly um, recommend doing that. It was definitely one of the curveballs, like when I saw the final list that 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 did make the cut. But you know, it's funny you bring up. You no, know, it's not funny. Obviously, you bring up Octavia Spencer, but I have a list that will have just gone live on Collider on Friday. That's like movies to watch after the platform, if you love the platform. And one of the movies I wrote about was The Hunt, which, you know, like, I enjoyed, but I'm sort of 50-50 on it. But I basically said the same thing about Betty Gilpin, which is, like, I don't really... It's not even about how I feel about this movie overall, because I'm going to watch it over and over again for her performance. So I 100% get why that would bump something up to making the cut for you. Yeah.
0: I tried to make a case for The Hunt getting on this list, but Haley your your wisdom your wisdom prevailed and i knew it didn't belong i'm just obsessed with the hunt and want to keep talking about it
1: uh, well we were we were somewhat fluid in the definition of a slasher but that fair. one just didn't didn't feel like it fit that's for me that's probably
0: worth discussing too i mean there there were so many instances where i'm like is it real? like what is the definition of a slasher movie to you i mean everybody out there knows we don't like to box things in that strictly or specifically but I don't know it's like I found that coming up quite a quite a bit here
1: I would say for me the main factor in the hunt that didn't make it feel like a slasher to me was that it was more of a combat film in the sense that it's two groups Mm -hmm. really battling each other as opposed to one person relentlessly or two people or you know relentlessly hunting people down um well, they are, but they're both fighting. And, like, I guess there's an interesting case you could make that it's a splasher, but Betty Gilpin's the slasher. <laughs> because she's the one basically fulfilling that role. <laughs> I enjoy that idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I kept
0: thinking about was... It's like, you know when we rethink the iconic slashers and certain characters that would go on the list? It's like, Trick or Treat is on the list, obviously, and Sam would be one of the, the newer iconic slashers, just like Jigsaw would be as well. But I also kept thinking about evil entities like like the Babadook or, yeah. or Bagul in Sinister. Sinister was one that I had a tough time cutting out because... If the year 2000 had been included in the 21st century, Final Destination would have been on this list. And even though Final Destination doesn't feature a masked slasher running around, Death is still essentially a slasher wielding his power to take out his victims one by one. So in the case of Sinister, would Bagul be considered a slasher? Because Bagul's effect
1: has Mm -hmm. murders, a killing spree occur. I would i would hear that case way more than like the hunt personally i definitely see slasher influence all over that movie
0: i i pulled back though because then i think i started to i started to put in too many in that category where all of a sudden i was veering into you know uh supernatural and demonic territory and i'm like i can't i can't can't do it yeah do it i'm gonna stop there
1: and some of it some of it, it just comes down to a feeling. Like, I remember doing the zombie list a while back. And for me, like, Evil Dead isn't a zombie movie. And I think we've discussed this. Like Evil Dead was on my maybe the... list. Yeah. Uh, so the genre lines, as always, are fluid yeah. and interesting to explore. And um, really fun to discuss. I do want to, I made a little list because we're all um, stuck at home right now. Mm-hmm observing social distancing or some of us are quarantined or some of us are you know stay at home safety orders <coughs> point being i've i've for all of the titles found out where they're streaming so you guys can go watch them if you want mighty helpful. Uh, and ma is on hbo yes it so is so before we move on to the next one i just wanted to drop that in there and i'll I'll keep letting you know where to go if you're like oh she, yeah i do need to watch that <laughs> do you want to throw out a title oh um Random pixies. You know, I love making choices. Well, we were just talking (laughs) about trick or treat a little bit, and that's always super exciting to discuss. And I do, what I love about Sam being this slasher icon is it does kind of stretch the definition of what that is, right? He's not, he is a masked killer, but he's also like the spirit of Halloween and made of. Something, in, what's inside the mask? I don't even remember. I haven't seen it. He's, he's like a little, like, pumpkin-y looking creature guy. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. a pumpkin face little dude. Thank you. Um, yeah, so he's like, he definitely is a new slasher icon, but he's not what you think of in the classic 80 cents.
0: Yeah, and it's also, even in that movie some of it because it's an anthology movie I think that there there's a very clear segment where he is two segments actually if you count the opening as a segment where he is acting like a traditional slasher but some of those other segments there are different killers yeah so uh well I'm just really curious because I love talking about this what is your favorite segment of trick-or-treat
1: oh yeah I know it's so hard uh I'm very partial to to Anna Paquin's sequence Mm -hmm personally um but i'm also like a sucker for great makeup and costuming and that's such a piece of iconography from that movie uh is her whole look yeah. mid-transformation uh, i do i find the the bus one just so freaking depressing <laughs> um, you know what? it's so
0: dark you know what the funny thing is that's my favorite segment i i feel like i remembered yeah. that I, I don't um, know. I, don't, I can't really quite explain to you why it is. I think it's just... I think it's the imi- the imagery. And I feel like yeah. one of my favorite, you know, horror things is spooky storytelling. It's like, I grew up an Are You Afraid Definitely. of the Dark lover. And that had... Like, it is... It's way darker than that Nickelodeon show was. But it's got those vibes to it.
1: Uh, I do. I think it's great. But it does, like, it bums me out more than any of the other ones. I mean, I, I know the that. one with the the teacher is pretty freaking dark too but um... uh
0: you're talking about uh dylan baker's character yes that's that that is a dark one i think i think after school bus massacre i might have to go to the brian cox one because i just love the showdown between him and sam but dylan baker's great in this movie too and that segment is ridiculous you know how i always ask a junkets the would you rather question with fake vomiting Whenever yeah. I think of fake vomiting, I think of that poor kid just throwing up all the chocolate on his, uh, yes. his porch.
1: I hope one day you get to interview one of those guys and tell them. Whenever I think of fake vomiting, I think of you.
0: <laughs> you know, back like a while ago, I th- I, I can't, never gonna, i never, I should have looked this up before, but I think I interviewed the kid who played Sam, Quinn Lord, like for, mm-hmm. like forever ago. Like it must, I guess it must have been. Like what, two thousand nine ish? I'm assuming that's when they would be promoting it. Is when the DVD actually came out. That's another incredible thing about that movie is that it took so long for it to come yeah. out. And for you know, it's hard enough to get a proper theatrical release and have all the opportunity in the world to get in front of the most eyes and then go on to be an iconic movie. The fact that they did this with Trick or Treat without that treatment, that's something else.
1: That was oh man, it takes me back. Thinking about before Trick or Treat was released because it was one of those movies. I was not on my stuff enough to be in the business as early as you were. I was still at um, at college and working at movie theaters, and uh, just my whole life was like movies, but not from inside the business. So I was always on message boards, horror message boards, and that was one of those titles that you would see on horror message boards, like oh, man, my friend saw Trick or Treat at this film festival and said it was, like, the best movie he's ever seen. And it was years <laughs> of that until I finally got to see it. And unlike something that I think we'll discuss at the end, it totally lived up to that hype when I saw it.
0: I want to know what you're, you're referring it's to. The, I think I know.
1: It's the same one you were going to Okay, make. all we'll, right. We'll, we'll get there, we'll guys. It for later. We um, love the anticipation.
0: I'll name our next title here because this one... real quick
1: trick or treat oh yes
0: shutter shutter get shutter everyone this isn't a shutter commercial i just love shutter um (laughs) my next pick here is behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon which i have not seen in years i remember loving it but like having been so far removed from it and re-watching it with this list in mind I don't know. I was just, like, really paying attention to those details. What gives the film the opportunity to be on a list like this? And holy shit, does this tick every single box. And especially coming from someone who's such a diehard Scream fan, watching what this movie does with a satirical approach to what a slasher means and what a slasher is and how they go about their killing spree, this is just so insanely clever. I i know that a lot of people do talk about behind the mask but it's not talked about enough this should be as widely known as any big release out there
1: i couldn't agree more i love this movie so much i've been beating the drum for this movie for when did it come out 2009
0: i think you might be right i know Uh, i looked it up and now i don't have the
1: dates anymore I'm, I'm not good with numbers or words I'm just or afraid to touch my
0: computer While running the streaming software Right now so I'm like not moving Or doing anything
1: We're all good we're all good whenever that came out Um I, Another memory that takes me way back To like the best days of my horror Fandom that was I saw that or became aware of that for the first time At um Back when Fangoria Weekend of Horrors <laughs> was still happening In Burbank California and it was the best convention I've ever been to. And that, like, movie just became an obsession for me. And it was another one that I finally got to see. And it was so freaking good. And I still love it so much. And I think Nathan Basil or Basil, he however you say so his name.
0: good. He's so tremendous. good. Like, d- what does he do now? Does he not even act anymore?
1: Not much. He, I've seen him oh. do, like, bit parts in TV shows. But he, like, he should have like launched from that because he's doing i don't know i you described it as something else to me he comes across as very like jim carrey-ish but without being an annoying imitation Mm -hmm. thereof such a performance
0: he is he's so good he's so so good in this and it's just i like i can't get over how this movie kind of you know it's almost like it's it's playing with the tropes. You know where it's going. You don't know where it's going. You like him. He's a terrible person who's hell bent on killing people. I, this one really just like jerked me around more than I remembered, and I and I mean it in a good way.
1: I it's like an emotional experience because you do totally want to be his friend for half the movie, yeah. and then it that's why it works though because it puts you in the filmmaker's shoes, oh. and then you're just as horrified as they are when he comes through on the threat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's so I love it's it. so well shot, too. All right. You. Uh, and it has such excellent cameos. Like I know that, that it does. a lot of those actors do cameos in a lot of horror movies, but I feel like they do some of their best work here, particularly Robert England. Oh, yes. He's uh, so good. Um, and I will I will tell you all that you should immediately go watch it if you haven't on Prime. Which is ex- which is where it's streaming. which is
0: exactly where I watched it the other
1: night.
0: <laughs> uh you are up what would you like to shout out next
1: oh well behind the mask let's go to my other favorite horror comedy of recent years which is the final girls which we have gushed over (laughs) at length on this podcast but i'll never stop doing it
0: (laughs) so you know that i was telling you the other day how uh One of the biggest problems I had writing my entries of this list was every time I started writing about one, I had to watch the whole movie. This one, at at the point in time that I got around to writing The Final Girls, that was not an option anymore, or I would never finish the list. But I sat on YouTube for maybe, like, an equal amount of time as the running time of the movie, and I was just watching trailers and clips and shit, like, (laughs) over and over and over again. This movie is so well done. It is so clever, and it is so well shot.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I I love horror comedy and I love slasher comedy, but a lot of meta slashers um, get redundant at a certain point. Like, Scream did it so well, and then the next one that really did it for me was Behind the Mask. Mm-hmm. And there haven't been many that hit on the same level as those two for me. There are more that I like. Oh, and Cabin in the Woods.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, but... I, thought, I know there was like another yeah. one on that list yeah. in this list.
1: And there are others I've like. I like All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, but I'm not, like, obsessed with it like I am these other not films. I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Um, but this was one that came along way late in the game. This is a relatively new film, mm-hmm. and somehow managed to find meta things to say about horror that I didn't feel like I had seen done before to death. 2015. That... <sighs> oh my god, it's not that new. That hurt. Oof, right yeah. there. It's still kind of new. That's kind of new, but, like... Your child would be in school by now if it was born when that came out like this.
0: I don't know how kids work.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's school. That's school, I guess. <laughs> they wouldn't be at home with the mom all day every day anymore. No. I don't know. I don't. It's a bad example. <laughs> if okay, how about this? If you were sixteen when it came out, you could drink now. That's a better example. Okay. Um. Point being, <laughs> not a crisis about my age. Point being, it's an exceptional film, and in the midst of doing all that funny stuff, that genuinely made the first time I saw it, I was cracking up the whole movie. Um, made me freaking cry so hard. It's so emotional. It's so emotional. And yeah. you know what part always makes me cry?
0: First of all, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is when they try to fight back, and they orchestrate this whole plan, and just the way it's shot, where you see like each part play out. And I think it might. I think the whole thing or most of it might be done in a one but it begins with Angela Trimber's, like, dance scene, and then you go around to everybody. My but when something bad happens in that scene to some of the characters, every single time I get to that scene, I cry.
1: It's brutal it
0: is it is and all but in
1: the best way it but is like it's brutal but it's also very tender They're
0: very well earned tears i think that the uh the chemistry between the group of friends is there but especially thaisa formiga and malin Ackerman, the mother-daughter relationship is just like it's it's appropriately crushing it
1: kills me it really and does. i don't want to i we're like going very slow and i know we're on a clock but um i have to give the film huge credit for knowing which characters to play as tropes and which characters to subvert the tropes? Mm-hmm. Like Nina Dobrev, totally subverting the she's tropes of what so you expect. Oh,
0: good, she's so yeah. good. Angelus Trimmer,
1: totally being oh. the trope, Uh-oh. but in the best way.
0: <laughs> Someone's oh, all oh. over my mic right now and pulling my earbuds out. He's just. Everybody. I'm going to try to not make any crinkly noises for you guys as Dewey <laughs> gets into place, but he is shit. He is like determined to sit in my lap right
1: now. Oh, he's a cuddle buddy. So I miss you, Dewey.
0: He is. He's he's so happy with all the attention he's getting on the East Coast right now.
1: Living um, the dirty. <laughs> also, we
0: should say the good thing about us not being able to get through maybe every single item on this list is you can go read the list on Collider.com. That's true. So have that at it true. with whatever we don't get to right now. But...
1: And we are... I love that we're both not short blurbers. No. Like, we we put thought in. Oh, my God. You're gonna get some thoughts. I
0: thought I got... I went so out of control with these blurbs. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. No, they...
1: Couldn't. I thought they were great. Thank
0: you, Haley. I just couldn't stop writing. Um, I'm just gonna go with one title that you just brought up, because I also re... I couldn't help myself. I rewatched this one the other night, and it's uh, The Cabin in the Woods, Oh my god. And I actually put a spoiler warning in this because it would crush me to ruin this movie for somebody who happened to have missed it. So I'm going to do it again right now. Go see Cabin in the Woods. Hopefully you've seen it so what I'm about to say does not spoil you, but I'm going to reveal the premise of the movie right now because it's just too (laughs) ingenious not to talk about. Here we go. The fact that this movie is a triple layer like hard fucking cake of deliciousness. You have... The very basic cabin in the woods, creepy cabin in the woods premise. Then right underneath it, you got the laboratory pulling the strings. And then after that, it's this, like, supernatural entity of the ancient ones that they have to
1: appease. Who who comes up with that? It's so genius. Uh, Joss Whedon. He's a tremendous dr- genre writer. I mean... I will always stand. I grew up on Buffy. Buffy is like a part of my personality, my whole lifestyle. I genuinely believe I wouldn't be as like sassy and intense of a person if I never watched that show. Um, so I'm I'm ride or die for Joss Whedon. Though I I acknowledge that uh, his stuff is dated now in many ways that could be updated. Um, but I see all of the things that I love about his genius and his his. Uh, perspective on different genres in this film and the way he looks at all the archetypes and rules and traditions of a genre and manages to tweak them while honoring them and make something new out of them. Yeah, So blown away by that script.
0: It's funny you bring up the fact that some of his stuff is dated because the more I watch this, the more I'm convinced that it won't be. Like, I I think it's less so. Yeah, it's just there's something there's something about it that I think is going to, you know, stand the test of time as far as it, you know, tapping into so many different horror genre go-tos, you know, things that were classic black, back in the olden age, uh, things that are are gaining more traction now. Like, it just covers everything so well. And there's also like like obviously there is some technology of the time in it but it's not overloaded with it to the point that i think we're ever going to be like whoa shit flip phone you know
1: totally and i think that a lot of that is like it's riffing on things that are already mm-hmm. outdated yeah. so it, it, that gives it a bit of more of a protection on that front i guess that um i thought someone was coming in that i way. thought we I was... were going to get a cat yeah. cameo. <laughs> Me too. I thought we were going to get bowled over by dogs, I'll be honest with you. Or, or uh, like
0: there's a spooky entity haunting our podcast right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I definitely thought the big German shepherd was about to like run in here, take down the whole setup. Uh, that
0: would have made for great video
1: content. Do not stop true. that if it's going to happen. <laughs> um. Wow, I got, I scared my whole thought out of my head. Oh, I guess I was, I was referring more to like his, um, uh, you know, there's something in Buffy that has become a, a benchmark of barrier gaze on TV, and the fact that Firefly yeah. is about a society in which uh, America and China have taken over all of the universe essentially, but there are no Asian characters in the mm. show. Things like that haven't aged well, is what I'm referring Never to. Never
0: watched any Firefly
1: oh my god okay I, aside from the problematic yeah, yeah. thing I, it's so good i hear you
0: i hear you i know i i've been i've been told that a number of times you know i listen to you I, on the end of the fucking world and i'm happy for it so i'll get there yeah. i'll get there i also
1: feel like you're you're such a huge fan of the guardians movie that i feel like this would be right up your alley Ooh. it shares a lot of dna okay.
0: that's that's a, a very good pitch right there for me <laughs> yeah all right you want to pick our next one
1: yeah yeah I'm trying to link. like what are my favorites because there's no way we're getting through everything no, I know. oh uh, real quick Final Girls is on Crackle which is ad supported but it's free and uh, Cabin in the Woods is on Prime and Hulu I am picking The Strangers which yay. I, I think is I don't understand how some people still don't like it because I think it's such a modern classic and I thought by now everyone would have come around to that opinion
0: I understand why people don't like it just trying to not do do you see i feel like thad's gonna get mad at me for moving the camera when he looks at this video but yeah he's he's getting like a little face massage right now um that's very good yeah strangers was one of those ones that i couldn't hold back on when i started writing about it and i watched the entire thing again for the millionth time all the way through it's just i understand why people don't like it because it's a brutal mean and truly terrifying movie i think that's probably one of the scariest movies on this list and that line at the end it's it's like the entire thing is really freaky mainly because of how well paced and executed it is it's almost like like you know what's coming the entire time and just the sheer brutality of the violence that they show is awful but it's that line that iconic line of why why are you doing this to us because you were home like there's no i it's so much scarier to be attacked by someone with no motive who just has the desire to kill that is the thing about it that keeps me up at night that who knows who could be out there with that mentality that'll just walk in and do whatever they please that's why i find this movie scarier the most
1: it's i okay totally appreciate that it's not an enjoyable film to watch and definitely one of like the most upsetting endings on the list mm-hmm. in film in general um, but that's why it's so good and I, that line of course is iconic and I don't I'm sure maybe it was intentional but like that's not entirely made up there I can't yeah. remember which serial killer it was but they asked him how'd you pick and he said their doors are unlocked mm-hmm. um, and it's like that's why it's so scary is because it's very yep. real it is a thing and i just um it's also so scary i think because the acting is so beautiful yeah. who who gives more tender performances than Liv tyler oh who would you want to protect more than Liv tyler
0: she she really is like one heck of a powerhouse in this movie She's just got yeah. like it's just in general she's this kind of actor where your eye is immediately drawn to her and it's just it's purely natural it's like i'm sure i know that the strangers has a great script also but there is just something about her natural on-screen presence that you can't take your eyes off of her ever, and it serves this movie quite well
1: she's one of those people in person too i have like famous people blindness i can never see them in a crowded room but she's one of those people that you could never not see yeah like I, I kind of just accidentally said Nazi. I, oh, um, that's not
0: where my <laughs> that's not where my mind went. But I guess
1: I should enunciate you say those better two words in order. Yeah, but she, uh, you, your eyes just you're like, oh my god, it's Liv Tyler. When I just like my eyes followed the light, and there she was. <laughs> Uh, But she's so good in this movie And uh, Brian Bertino directs the hell out of it That scene with Baghead coming up behind her Is iconic for a reason That
0: visual Oh, it's so beautiful Even just the, the still of that shot gets me every time I see it
1: It's Yeah, I love this movie I think it's one of the greats of the era And it's just as effective now as the day it was released Yep, couldn't agree
0: more All right I will go next, and I'm purposely going to pick one that I think maybe less people have seen, and I'm going to give a big shout out to Creep, which is available on Netflix. Yay!
1: Uh, Pat- Patrick, Br- what? I said yes, it is. Oh, and um, The Strangers is on Prime. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Um, Creep is wonderful it is an ingenious idea that one might think is tired and overdone but Patrick Bryce took the found footage format and he made something so disturbing and fascinating with it and this is another example where someone's performance just takes what's on the page and sends it freaking soaring through the roof Mark Duplass is too good in this movie
1: yeah he
0: shouldn't he shouldn't be as scary as he is i i will never even so many years later will be able to get over his performance as joseph in this movie
1: it's one of those things where it's like i'm not saying that the movie could never have been made with someone else in the role Mm. i just can't see it working like it's so dependent upon that performance
0: yeah i don't think i could see it working with anybody else (laughs) I I would be shocked I mean, if anyone like, could pull that off as well as he did.
1: Ah, uh, there there are so many tremendous actors in the world. I know there are people like I bet Sam Rockwell would kill that role. Uh, but uh it's just I the, would give the... Sam
0: Rockwell a try, but Mark Duplass yeah. is <laughs> just
1: so special in this. He, he'd <laughs> get a call back. <laughs> uh it, he's just so much of what I love about it is rooted in his choices as a performer, mm-hmm. which is why it's like impossible for me to distance yeah. the two, the, the performance from the film. And we gotta give uh, uh,
0: Patrick Bryce triple credit on this one because he directed yeah. it, he wrote it, and he also stars opposite Mark Duplass and, you know, that like they're back and forth with the entire movie it's, it's a very, very unsettling film, but the majority of the movie is just the two of them conversing with each other and the fact that they managed to get such a rise out of the viewer through that kind of format is very impressive
1: and it just like shouldn't work like yeah. it should be an annoying movie it Should <laughs> but it's not it's relentlessly tense and the cool thing about this one is not only should this one movie be an annoying movie but yes. this this
0: concept shouldn't have been able to sustain two feature films and Never. Creep to I think I will always prefer Creep to Creep 2 just because it's the first and it's the one that introduced me to this crazy concept but Creep 2 is so good so, so good. If you walk away from Creep and think that that was an excellent film, I would like to bet that the, the sequel will keep the bar just as high for you.
1: I love Creep 2. I can never choose between them. And I'm obsessed with Creep 2 because if one shouldn't have worked, two never, ever, ever yeah. should have worked because, like, the punchline already landed. The jig is up. Uh, and yet they do something with it that's so clever and smart and weird. And Desiree Akhavan, yeah, uh, uh, she's tremendous. Uh, yes, those always, like, I I can never recommend one without the other there.
0: I will wholeheartedly agree with that. All right,
1: your turn. <laughs> All right. Um I'm I'm thinking it's time for some inter, international horror. Ooh. So I'm going to go ooh, ooh. which one? Which one? I'm going High Tension. I knew you were going to pick High Tension. <laughs> it was a real close call, but I think that was actually the first ever of the new French extremity yeah. films that I did see. Um I think I saw inside after that and then um oh. kind of fell down the whole you, rabbit hole. You
0: technically picked 3 international films. I had forgotten I about tried. I know I'm saying I heard, I think you were debating between two different ones than what I thought.
1: Oh yeah, I was definitely going to go French. Y- yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of those uh frontiers was it, is that what that was called? The Oh, now I'm frontiers? I have no brain left. Frontiers, Frontier, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find it. But all of these movies were uh, sort of at that same time period that I keep having all these wonderful mm-hmm. memories from. Uh, and that was just one of my, it was Frontiers. It's Frontiers and the, the S is in a little, um, little Wait, pocket. wait, what is Frontiers? <laughs> it's like a, it's another uh, famed New French Extremity film and it's sort of, I would say it's that era's riff on Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's like people get butchered in in a French butchery Um, it's gnarly all these movies are gnarly as hell hence the extremity that they are Uh, this is one one I actually
0: haven't revisited in forever though which is why I was happy that you you picked to write about it because I would have had to have revisited this in order to pull it off
1: well you should because it's excellent But I I just rewatched it a few years ago for another list. And I I found that it held up really well. Nobody, not nobody, I can't speak for the world. But nobody I talk to likes the ending. And I agree. Um, But the rest of the movie is so freaking good. Like, I don't care. And this was my, my first, like, toe dip into that new French extremity. And I totally was blown away by it. I, you know, I was very... at that time I'm not sure I had quite dived into movies this extreme yet in my viewing catalog Um, I'll never forget the piano kill was like I was like oh we're in a different level than I'm used to
0: your your explanation of that reminds me now of when I first watched martyrs and I I was I was I was not okay after that movie
1: (laughs) I showed martyrs like a fool to someone I was dating in college and they were like they made it through the first 10 minutes and they were like turn it off and we're taking a walk in the sunshine. Oh, you know. Like I, I hate that movie. All right.
0: All right. I mean like I understand why the beginning of it is deeply unsettling. Yeah. I didn't like teeter off the edge until the third act though. The thir- the third act like ruined me for a little while.
1: Well, this person also had to uh, take a walk in the sun after the strangers. I basically just shouldn't have shown them harm.
0: (laughs) Seriously, that's what (laughs) it sounds like. Um, Uh, So should we talk a little bit maybe about the ones that didn't make the cut? Or at least the one that comes to mind? Well,
1: real quick about High Tension. I do just want to say, like, everything that we gushed about in Crawl all last year all of those skills that Alexander Aja has are already so evident in this movie that was so early in his career. Like the mastery of stringing together a, a, a just torturously tense scene.
0: And something probably worth pointing out right now is I believe is the only filmmaker who's on this list twice.
1: Oh, he probably is. I think you're right. I
0: also wrote up the Hills Have Eyes remake, which I I think is excellent. So oh, I
1: love I, that movie. I
0: love that movie a little too much. Sometimes it creeps <laughs> me out that I love it so much, but I do. It's on the list. If you want to see everything else on the list, head on over to collider.com right now because Haley and I work real hard on this and we want you yeah. to, you know, celebrate our work, find things to keep you busy right now, some good movies to watch. But so the one that we were hinting at earlier as far as something that was on the list, and then I actually took it off after rewatching it. I hate admitting this, but it was your next. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I haven't really rewatched it since it was first released. I remember I saw it for its South by Southwest premiere, and I was never someone who was like, oh my god, this is a masterpiece, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. And then I watched it again when it came out on, you know, whatever theatrical VOD type thing. And I still kind of liked it, but I was rewatching it the other day, and maybe it's because I watched it back-to-back with Cabin in the Woods, but... I watched Cabin in the Woods first and I couldn't believe when Cabin in the Woods was over. Like, I I flew through it. Like, when I looked at my watch and I realized I'd been watching the movie for an hour, I I was amazed. And then I had the opposite response to your Next where I I found the first act in particular very, very slow.
1: Yeah, I like your Next. I've never been, like, I never quite saw in it what everyone else did to the extent that they did. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's so much that is really cool about it and we we will always stand for bringing Barbara Crampton back to us. Barbara Crampton, uh, all day, every day, thank please. Thank you. Yes, um, and I, you know, the, the masks are wonderful iconography mm-hmm. and Sharni Vinson is yes. such a, a, a fun performance and a, that is a refreshing character. But I just always... Was, like there was nothing quite there that got me as hooked on it as everyone else. And uh that, that's the one I was referring to that like had years of festival buzz around it and when mm. I finally saw it I was like, Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. But not like when I saw Trick or Treat or even Cabin in the Woods was another one yeah. that I had to wait a really long time for and was like, Yes, this is exactly what I was waiting for.
0: Yeah. No, I think I'm in the I'm in the same boat with you on that one. Definitely just missed the mark for me
1: was there anything else that was that was very close to making it
0: that that was like the one for me um i'm trying to think of of some other recent releases I, admittedly like I thought people were going to get Now I'm telling you another thing that's actually on the list I thought more people were going to get pissed at me for this But I had to include Us Because you know how strongly I feel about that movie So yeah, it, it, I'm always hesitant To put like a best of the century list together And then include such a new entry Because I, I do value You know having the time to live with a movie For a little longer <laughs> But how many times did I watch that movie last year I was pretty damn yeah. confident That it would wind up on the list one way or the other
1: know I, uh, I respect that but i don't have that concern at all and if i feel like i'm of the opinion that if you love something that much it should be there yeah I'm because a... it, it's i was just it's no, done it. what like other films don't do yeah. if it's something affects you on that level then it, it deserves it
0: exactly and i'm i'm also of the mind that it doesn't matter how many times you've watched a movie your opinion of that movie every single step of the way is still valid a first watch is just as meaningful as your 50th watch
1: absolutely and opinions change man and sometimes they take decades to change um i'll point out two real quick that were that were kind of close for me um which was hatchet two which Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Hatchet, but Hatchet 2 I find just deliciously ridiculous and over the top and fully leans into the, the prospect of its premise. Um, and Wrong Turn, which I, I... I
0: like Wrong Turn.
1: It it fell into the same. I like yeah. it, but I'm not committing it to, to a best of the I'm, century. I'm with you on that. Here... Oh. I All right. <laughs>
0: what would you consider Human Centipede a slasher movie?
1: I don't know. I don't consider Human Centipede. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) not for me. That's probably the right response. I actually am one of the rare (laughs) few that will defend the first movie because even though it's it's friggin' disgusting and sick and twisted in every sense of the words, I do think that the concept is interesting and it's a very well-executed film, but then... I saw the next one and i I hated that movie so that is probably one of my most despised movies of the century and ever since then, I have almost lost my appreciation for that first one but that that second one was was sickening in in like a, a worthless
1: sense yeah, I never saw the second one didn't keep good. it keep I it mean that I, way. I get I get it it's not for me i'm I'm not it's not for me, it's not my groove um, But I guess you could make an argument For that certainly
0: yeah,
1: Maybe uh, I would maybe say more mad scientist But um, I just realized one that I Didn't put on, that I actually wish I could time travel back and Put on because I defend this movie So hard and I I Love it and I don't care what you have to say about that <laughs> um, The House of Wax Remake I, I think is great I think it's genuinely great <laughs> I thought I was one of the only ones oh I really like that movie the
0: amount of times I've watched that movie and enjoyed it with my sister is ridiculous
1: yeah I think it's really good and effective and genuinely pretty scary at times isn't it Wame Kole Sarah who like went on to be quite awesome yeah is that am I hallucinating it is it
0: is it is so, we we all slept on this movie this movie's dope another thing that's making me mad that i didn't do is i had final destination on the list but then when i realized it was uh it was 2000 and not 2001 i took it off but i still could have put final destination 2 on the list like what's wrong with me oh yeah why didn't i you do love... that's your favorite why... that's my favorite of the franchise why didn't i do it Ugh.
1: all right uh
0: well I'm know, now maybe... mad at myself
1: we have regrets. So, we have I've had worse regrets, I guess so.
0: So, I might regret what I'm about to do, but before we leave, I brought you something, Haley.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> CD <laughs> so Wait, wait, ready. Is that it's this is is that the Easy BC? This is the,
0: <laughs> This is the book. Wait, wait. Can you see yes. it? Right, ready? I'm going to read it for you. C D B D V S A B Z B s and d s and d oh s i don't know what that ND. one means wait can I, I can i do another reading for you yeah all right ready? Oh, s and... Let's see this one ready are you cp am i am too
1: that's my new profile <laughs>
0: can we do one more one more ktsdz
1: i see why i see why too I told you I had it. Yay. I'm so happy. (laughs) I love that book. I still
0: I'm like an adult and I still love that book.
1: Well, I'm still a little hung up on what that other one meant. We'll have to crack that later. (laughs) I'll check in on that another time.
0: All right. We gotta get going But thank you you guys so much For watching this episode of The Witching Hour Again, if you want to read the full list It's up and running on Collider.com We have both uh, shared it on Twitter too If you want to find an easy uh, link to it there Easy, that would be E and a Z (laughs) I'm gonna stop now Haley, where can everybody (laughs) You look so confused
1: I was saying, how would you do link? Link? Yes, easy link
0: I, I don't know. My my head's going to explode if I start doing <laughs> that. I I was about to give it a shot. I can't do it. Uh, where can everybody find your work
1: on Collider? Um, on Collider, you can find me <laughs> at uh, Collider. Oh, why backslash did I say Author that? backslash it, Haley you know, dash weird. Vouch. Oh, you
0: know, it's because I was trying to think of a way to C B to C D B Collider, <laughs> and it was on my mind. <laughs>
1: uh. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Haley Fouch. You can find me on Instagram at Haystack McGroovy. And you can find me on Letterboxd oh, at Haley Fouch. Oh, God, I'm
0: schvitzing now. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Nemrov. That's it. We're out of here. You have officially survived the witching hour. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends... Over at State Farm, I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys,
1: let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds.
0: Why do you with that?
1: The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba ba ba.